Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Friday. I hope your day is treating you well. I am recording this the day after Valentine's Day and yesterday I think we had our most successful Valentine's Day yet. Like we've had some really fun ones, but I think this is the one that I wanna model all the others after. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but I get this special occasion sets. Like I just always do, I have like an idea of how it's gonna feel in my mind and nothing ever really lives up to that. And it's something that I'm really trying to work on because it can really kill a day, you know? And so I'm trying to work on that and I feel like I nailed Valentine's Day, okay? We decided to, instead of getting each other individual gifts, we got ourselves a joint gift, like as a couple. And we both have really wanted a rice cooker for a while. The one we want is a little more expensive than we kind of wanted to spend. And we were like, let's give ourselves a rice cooker for Valentine's Day. So that's what we did. And then for each other, we just got each other flowers and wrote each other a heartfelt card. And then we just went out to dinner and that felt lovely. I say this because in the past, like, Opie gave me a Dyson Airwrap for Valentine's Day one year. Like, we have definitely overdone Valentine's Day in the past, and I think it's actually healthier for me and more enjoyable if we keep things really simple because, I don't know, I think it's just like we lower our expectations for stuff like this because I think I tend to... You have to like keep topping yourself at some point and that doesn't work and it's not sustainable and it just doesn't feel like aligned with our values. So this felt really nice. Like I still felt like we really took the time to spend together. We, um, we don't get to go on a ton of dates right now. We're just both really busy and we make a lot of time for each other, which we're going to talk about that actually in a minute, but we don't get to go on like romantic dates. So it felt fun to like go out to dinner um, and to, you know, have reservations and all of that. It felt very nice, but it was ultimately very simple compared to things we've done in the past. So it was a win. Now, today we are talking creativity still. I am answering your questions about making time for creativity. I asked on Instagram, what questions you had about creativity and I picked a few that were the most common for us to go through today. So I have five questions we're gonna answer. Question number one, where do I start if I don't see myself as a creative person? So as we established in Wednesday's podcast, right, people aren't creative or not creative, right? We're all creative and we're all logical, we're all analytical, we just access it less, right? So it's time for you to explore. Let's find what your favorite creative outlet is. And this is really exciting because you don't have any preconceived ideas as to what kind of creative you are. So 
I think in order to explore, the first thing I would do is ask yourself, like, what's your goal with creativity? Do you want to find a way to express yourself or to, you know, show what you're thinking in a creative way? Um, Then you might be more drawn to, like, journaling or drawing or self-portraiture, but maybe even, like, painting. Or are you looking for something fun, right? Like, it's just something that you think would be fun to do. Or maybe you want something that you do with your hands. Maybe you work at a desk all day and you want a hobby, but you don't know where to start. So decide what your goal is. And then in that vein, think of what looks fun to you, right? What do you see other people doing that you wish you could do? And I really think it's helpful to just be like the first five things that come to mind. Like, oh, I wish I could take a pottery class. I wish I could draw portraits. I wish I could draw florals. I wish I could watercolor paint. I wish I could knit. I wish I could bullet journal. Whatever creative idea comes to mind. Whatever sounds fun. And then just pick one and start. (laughs) Um, Simple as that, right? (laughs) You could, you know, pick one and just try some stuff on. I think a lot of times we have that idea that we pick up a hobby, we need to stick with it for a long time. And I really don't think that that's the case. I think hobbies are intended to be fun. And so explore, have some fun finding one that works. Now, I would encourage you not to invest a ton of money into a hobby that you're just going to drop after a month, right? Like let yourself start small and grow from there. But you know, take a Skillshare class or go to an in-person workshop in your town or you do YouTube tutorials and just try some stuff on, see what sticks. All right, the second question is how to prioritize creative time when you know there are chores to be done. Now, I'm also going to join this together with another common question, which is, I feel like I need to be giving time to my family. If, I'm, if I have free time, it should be going to my kids or my husband. So number one here for you is make time for these things intentionally so that you know when you cannot make time for these things. For example, with chores, the way that I do this is I tidy in the morning and then we tidy before bed. And then for the rest of the day, we kind of just let it, let it be. Then one day a week, I dedicate to bigger projects for the household, like cleaning the baseboards, folding the laundry, cleaning the ceiling fans, organizing the pantry, that kind of thing is all done for me on Saturdays so that I can have the, I just know the things that need to get done around the house have allotted times for me to do them and I do not have to worry about it all day, every day. Because the truth is, right, with chores and with time with people that we love, there's not really an end. There's always something to be done. There's always someone to spend time with and you have to set your own limits. So my limits are tidy in the morning, tidy in the evening, clean a bunch on Saturday, and then everybody else, every time else is free game for other priorities. I do the same thing with quality time with our kiddo and my husband. I really believe that with the people that you love, quality time is so much more important than quantity of time. And I don't think that any of us are capable, and if you are, you're a unicorn, are capable of giving 
quality time and quantity time, that there is always a breaking point or a limit to our compassion and our capacity and our attention span. That's human. So decide what amount of quality time you want to give to your kiddos and to your spouse. So for me, you know, for some people that might be like, we want to have unplugged dinners every single night. For me, I try to spend at least half an hour to an hour with our kiddo every single weekday where they have my undivided attention. We Maybe we play a game together, maybe we just talk. Whatever it is, we just spend our time together. Uh, on the weekends, we I, Saturdays, I'm typically doing chores, right? So we don't spend as much time together on Saturdays, but I try to spend like at least some time that weekend doing something with them that's fun. The other thing that my husband does is Friday night cowboy movie night where they hang out together late into the night, play games, watch a cowboy movie, and that's like a guaranteed every single Friday they're doing this thing together. Because the truth is like the thing for me, the priority for me, and I don't want to speak for my husband on his intention, but I would guess for him, it's like, our kiddo is going to look back at the over the course of his life and be like, my dad had night with me every single Friday night. I was a priority to my dad every single Friday. And he sung me songs to sleep, you know, until I grew out of that, whenever that will be, right? <laughs> like that's something that he can look back and be like, consistently, I was the priority. And this is, for me, the, the reason that I'd give time like this is because I want our kid to have... A, a chance to really tell me how they feel about their life honestly and for their like feelings and their thoughts to not be something they feel like they can't share. So I make a point every day to just check in, hold space, and allow them to talk to me about what they're thinking, how they're feeling, what's going on in their life. And that's the relationship I want to build with our kid, right? You get to decide what relationship you want to have with your kid and what kind of time you want to dedicate to them. I really believe I'm not going to be all parents, right? I can't be everything that every parent is always. I get to be the kind of parent I am. And my husband gets to be the kind of parent that he is, meaning we're going to bring completely different things to the table a lot of the time. And we get to prioritize our energy in that way. So that's my opinion. And then with our marriage, my husband and I have check-ins at the end of the day. And then every Sunday we sit down for like a weekly house management meeting where we talk about, you know, where are we getting our self-care this week? What, who's cooking dinner what night? What do you have going on this week? How busy are we? And this helps us to not only connect, but also to prioritize our energy and really have compassion for each other in our scheduling and how much we have going on to ask for help, to delegate tasks so that it's not all falling onto either of us, but we're working on it as a team. And then every night that check-in we do, we just check in on like, how was your day? What's going on for you tomorrow? But also we read a book, we're reading The Artist's Way together right now. So it's like we're doing this connective activity every night. And that is so helpful. Ideally, right, we'd also have time for a weekly date night, but that's not always possible. Um, in the spring, in the summer, in the fall, we'll probably play tennis together a couple of times a week, and that's going to probably be our, like, 
date night vibe, but that's probably, I'm not the most date night-y person. So that's, you know, I don't prioritize that. But if that's something that's super important to you, definitely prioritize that. But all of this to say, (laughs) we do this time on purpose so that we can really stand behind the time that we're giving but we know where the end is. We know that, okay, no matter what, I'm gonna have from three to four with the kiddo and I'm gonna have from eight to nine with the husband. So that means that window between like four and six I have opened, I get to dedicate to whatever I want. All right, question number three is, what do I do if I waste the time that I do have? This was a really popular question and I would just check in first, like, where does the time go? I imagine that most of us, it's going to our phones. (laughs) And so to that, I would say, do you have a place in your home where your phone lives? Like, do you just keep your phone beside you all day? Or when you get home, do you put your phone in a place? Because this is potentially a really life-changing experience. It was for me, like we built a charging station in our old dining room and now my desk has a place for my phone. But my phone lives at my desk. If I'm home, my phone is at the desk. I don't keep it with me, so I can't just mindlessly scroll. I have to intentionally go to my phone, pick it up and use it for a purpose. And I think that this is a major difference in do I accidentally just give all my time to my phone or do I use my phone for its intended purpose? Number four is what if I don't have any ideas for things that I would like to make? So to this one I say artist dates are really important. So artist dates are a concept from the artist way and this is essentially the idea that once a week create it as a creative you need to dedicate one to two hours to doing something that inspires you no one else is allowed to come and it's meant to just be something that gives you creative energy that fills your creative cup so maybe it's going to an art museum maybe it's taking a little road trip to the town nearby maybe it's going to the thrift store and just like seeing if there's anything that like makes you feel excited. Maybe it's going for a walk in nature, whatever suits your needs. Dedicating time every week to filling your cup because we can't just export, right? We have to also input. We can't just input, we have to export. So we need it to be a cyclical relationship where input, creativity, and inspiration is coming in so that creativity can go out. And then in order to do this as well, we, we need to be bored. <laughs> like, and I think in our society, there's not a lot of opportunity for boredom. We could be, I literally could go all day long without a moment to think for myself. I might talk to my husband, talk to my kid, listen to a podcast, watch YouTube, watch TV, scroll through social media, and then end the day without having ever been in silence. And it's, nearly impossible to create from that place. It really is because we need to be bored out of our minds to get to hear our thoughts, to hear our ideas, but also bored enough to make those ideas come into reality. So my two recommendations are take yourself on a date every week and unplug 
regularly, whether that's having a place in your home where you put your phone, whether that's having hours from which you are not on screens at all or just one day a week where you're not on screens, whatever works for you, that's gonna help you be creative, I promise. All right, question five, our final question for today is what do I do if I'm so busy that when I do have time for myself, I do not have the energy? First of all, that's so relatable and um, a very common problem. So I just want to honor that, like, that's reality of often of living in a capitalistic society. Um, but I really do think that this is where boredom comes in. It's so important. And really noting the difference between, you know, resting but and deep rest. Deep rest invites in creativity. But rest is often what we call numbing, right? Like scrolling through social media, watching TV, anything that doesn't have to take brain capacity because we're so tired, it shuts down creativity. So both of these things are totally fine and they definitely have their place. But if creative expression is something that you want more time for, you will need to prioritize deep rest at least one day a week, at least a few hours a week, a few hours a day, whatever you can give yourself, allow for deep rest. Meaning, for some people, deep rest is play, it's having fun. For me, deep rest is turning off all media. (laughs) I keep saying that, but I really do think that we're the first generation that's had to fight so hard to be bored. We It takes more energy to get bored than it takes to be stimulated. And stimulation can sometimes feel like rest, but it's actually doing the opposite. In fact, it can actually activate our sympathetic nervous system, activating our kind of fight or flight response by being so stimulated all the time. And so I encourage you to try as much as you can to be bored, to embrace boredom, embrace silence. And then the finally for you, I would just say like, you know, what are you busy with? Check in. Is there anything that can shift? Um, Sometimes it can't, right? Sometimes that's just the season we're in, but sometimes it can. And sometimes if you're like me, you think you can't, but then when you really look at it with a critical eye, you can. Um, There is something that can go. So I would just encourage you to look at it with a really frugal eye and honor yourself, honor your capacity and see if anything can get cut out. All right, friends, that's our little Q&A on creativity today, on making time for it. Thank you all so much for sending in such thoughtful questions. I hope this episode feels supportive in your journey to infusing more creativity into your life. And as a reminder, you can always text self-care, personal growth, creativity, and Enneagram questions into the podcast phone line at 828 338-9127. That's also linked in the show notes for you. All right, friends, thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.